Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. And it's 8-1, so I've just begun. It is a Texit Tuesday. That's right, we're back in the saddle. We got our Texit going on. Episode 466. Sometimes it just doesn't seem to get hot enough outside, so we got to bring the heat on the radio, or if you prefer this here podcast. And let me remind you, like always, you can help me help you make the difference. Like, share, and subscribe to this program. If you're feeling particularly motivated, you can go rate and review this show. It helps out. You know, I just as an aside, I, I had one episode last week that is sitting at like 10 downloads. Everything else is, eight, you know, 680, 800, whatever. Uh, it's 10. It's the funniest thing. I don't know if it was the title Vicksburg that scared everybody off or what, (laughs) but Hey, what are you going to do? Uh, it's fun. It's, you know, I got to say, this is my labor of love. This is my, uh, second or first part-time job for free, (laughs) depending who you talk to and what mood I'm in, but it's making a difference every little bit, every day. Like I say, the change starts with me. The change starts with you. We've got to do each of us our part. And the more we do it, the further we go. All right. So here we go on the Texas Tuesday. What do we want to talk about? Well, for those of you who are Texas insiders, you might have seen a uh, email that went out uh, via the TNM folks letting you know that apparently the Capitol Police, not content to destroy the Capitol, are now coming here to the state of Texas to open up an office. Now, for those of you wondering, how is that possible? Well, it technically should not happen. I will also say that Chris Ann Hall mentioned this at least six months ago, if not further back, stating that this is what Pelosi wanted and she was going to find a way to make it happen. And they were doing it in Florida. And they make all sorts of excuses that they need a local uh, headquarters so that they can do their investigations. Uh, They nominally blame this on January 6th, like everything else right? The, the event. So here's a problem here. This is usurpation of authority and powers that we're not granted to the United States government, the United States Congress or anywhere. Yet here we are watching the governor. I'm sorry. Yes, we'll get to him in a bit. But the government set forth their own version of the Praetorian Guard. Yes. And I'm using that term one, it was used in TNM. Two, it was used by Chris Ann Hall earlier. And three, what else would you do but explain it as such? It's a civilian police force that works for the Capitol, which means they answer to the Congress. So let me ask you, one, why do they have the authority to do this? And two, who in the state of Texas is tolerating or allowing this? Now let's go even further back. Pelosi's no longer the Speaker of the House. It's supposed to be the good guys. It's supposed to be Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans. Why are they allowing this? Why are they continuing this? And why is it happening on their watch? This is ridiculous. They can't even (laughs) maintain order in Washington, D.C. Why in the world would we want these knuckleheads coming out to the rest of the country? It's a violation separation of powers. It's a violation of constitutional restraints. It's a violation of delegated authorities and delegated powers. But here we are yet another federal agency sticking their noses in what independent states are doing. 
It's bad enough that we've got the FBI, the ATF, the CIA, the DIA, the NSA, and all the other alphabet soup agencies sticking their nose into law enforcement at the state level. And then we got to deal with the EPA, the DHS, and oh, what's the other one? Oh, BLM. And I mean, OSHA, don't forget OSHA. Oh, none of these agencies look out or do anything that benefits we, the people, much less the states, right? They, they're just, I'm trying to find a least offensive word, parasites. Let's go with parasites. They're parasites sucking the blood of the system and we tolerate it. We allow it. So first of all, I'd like to remind you that generally I avoid national issues, but this is no longer a national in issue. When you send capital cops to another state to try and enforce whatever, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's that's no jurisdiction. That's so many violations here, but it didn't happen in a vacuum. The people down in Austin must know what's going on and did nothing. The people in the county where this stuff is happening, there should be a sheriff there that's got to have a few burrs under his saddle over this one. I mean, it's bad enough that he's got to deal with the three-letter agencies, but now he's got to deal with Capitol Police coming to his county or her county. Give me a break. This has never, ever been allowed or tolerated in the past, but here we are. So let's bring it back down to Texas, right? What is Texas doing? Not a peep from the governor, not a peep from the lieutenant governor, nothing from the speaker, nothing from even the acting attorney general, nothing from our own county sheriff or any other county sheriff that I've seen. Why is this being tolerated? Why is this accepted? All you got to tell them is no, pound sand, you're not allowed here. I'm sure there's money, right? There's always carrot and a stick when you deal with government. They, they seek to manipulate and control people every day, all day. And we tolerate it. And why do we tolerate it? Because it gives us some more bread and circuses. And again, this is nothing new. This is, this is nothing that uh, is earth shattering that I'm telling you today. But I'm reminding you, the people that should be doing something about this are doing nothing. The people that have a responsibility and took an oath of office saying they would do something about this are doing nothing. And we tolerate it. So let me ask you, whose team are they on? Set aside the team red, the team blue stuff. Uh, while it might be useful and helpful from time to time, this is so much bigger than that. This is Team Texas. In in Texas, we shouldn't be tolerating this. Texas wants to reassert its own independence, depending on who you're talking to. That may be a majority. It might just be a strong plurality. But how in the world are we going to do this if we keep accepting this without question? I mean, we barely have enough elected officials to have a spine to say, you know what? I maybe don't support this, but I think the people ought to be able to say on this. I think the people ought to have an opportunity to be heard. And you got to ask yourself, well, why is that? What are they hiding? What are they manipulating? Why is it that the Texas legislature is so fearful of granting a blessing to be able to be heard on this issue? I think it's because they know it's not just three or 4% of the people. I think they know it's far more than some disgruntled tiny minority of people. I think it's the general population has had enough. 
And they've had enough with DC. They've had enough with all the tyrannical dictates coming from people that don't have the authority in the first place. But I think they're really more ticked off at the fact that Texas has bent over and taken it. That the Texas government doesn't stand up, doesn't do the right thing, doesn't protect its people. I mean, and both sides are guilty on this, both the R's and the D's. But even worse, the state of Texas, you know, they did their little show where they were going to put an obstruction across the creek that is the Rio Grande to slow down the slavery, the human trafficking. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm, I've heard, I'm sure you've all heard that basically three cartels run our border for us. In what world, in what sane planet would that happen? We're more concerned about the border of Ukraine. We're more concerned about the border in Israel than we are about our very own border. We don't do jack diddly squat about it. We're sending billions over to Europe and Israel for that matter to do what? To protect them. Yet we're not doing that here. Now, I don't want to prescribe certain motivations on people, but I can't think at this point that it's anything other than malicious. They have an, a malicious and evil intent to destroy Texas, destroy these United States, and we tolerate it. Why do we do that? I mean, look, if I was the governor of Texas, I mean, this is my rock star moment. This, this is the idea that I'm the man. All I got to say is, yeah, no, we're done here. We're going to instruct the Texas State Guard to put up a border patrol. We're going to, we're going to instruct the Texas national guard to set up for lack of a better word, op, observation posts, listening posts, and mm, quick reaction forces. We're not going to tolerate this anymore. We're going to mount 50 calibers above the ground if that's what we need to do, but we're going to hold the line on this border. We're not going to tolerate this. And yeah, okay, that's fine. The United States failed to do their job. We're going to do it. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't like that then you have one choice. Come here and do a better job or get the heck out of the way because we're going to do it. I mean, you want to talk about a constitutional crisis. The United States government has two or three enumerated responsibilities. And this is one of the most important ones. And it clearly, they're not doing a darn thing about it. In fact, they're working against us. In fact, they're encouraging this. In fact, they're using third parties to go down there and basically launder the people coming across the border and then we're giving them free stuff for the ride and again i don't fault the majority of the people that want to come here if i were somewhere else i'd want to come here too but we don't have to play along we don't have to pretend this is a benign and good thing that we're doing here this is an invasion under the guise of a migration both of which have long-term consequences for our country and if we're not going to do anything goodbye country Goodbye to you. Hmm? Nobody wants to talk about it. That's not appropriate for polite conversation. We wouldn't want to talk about government, politics, or religion in a dinner or with a bunch of friends because, you know, you might hurt somebody's feelings. Well, you know what? By not hurting people's feelings, people don't understand. They have no idea. They're absolutely clueless now. They just see, well, you know, this little person, they need to be taken care of. We're going to take them in. Yes, but there's 12 million of them. We can't take care of our own people. Why would we want another 12 or 20 or 30 or 40 million people to come here that need to be babysat? Yeah, okay, maybe there's a little something to be gained on the side. Okay, fine. I, I, under, I understand and acknowledge that. I know it's a complicated issue, 
But there was a reason why you maintain control of your border. There's a reason why that you monitor who comes in and what they're coming for. It was for everybody's protection, yet we can't even get that done. And you have to ask yourself, who benefits? Well, everybody but us, right? We, the people, don't benefit. We, the people, are the ones that are getting the short end of the stick. We, the people, are the ones that are metaphorically being bent over, over, and over again. I mean, look, you see all this stuff that happens under the guise of care and protection of the people. But if they're so concerned about we, the people, then why aren't you doing anything to stop the number one problem we have, which is an uncontrolled border? I mean, when's the last time anybody's tried to travel to Canada? Now, I remember when I was a kid going to Canada, you just walk across. They might have a child required to have a birth certificate just so that they could prove up that it belonged to the parent. There's no passport. I mean, you had a driver's license. That was good enough. Now, oh, forget that. That's all gone. But yet we let everybody and anybody cross the border from the South and grant you, or I want you to consider this. Most of the problems are OTM other than Mexicans. Yeah. Because you know what? A lot of the quote unquote Mexicans we have here, they go back and forth. They come here to work. They go back home to visit family. They're coming here and they're being productive. I would say moderately decent citizens that are net positive. Maybe let's look at it that way. And yeah. Okay. Fine. Long-term, that leads to chain migration, okay? But I can't fix that problem right now. But what I can do is say, yeah, we got 100,000 people showing up every day. We need to do something about it. Yeah, you got to stay over there. We're going to process you. And no, you're not all welcome here. You can't all come here. We don't have stuff for you. We can't even take care of the people that are here now. Why in the world would we want to encourage the rest of the world to come here? But apparently, that seems to be the way to go. We have trillions and trillions of dollars worth of debt. And hey, don't worry. The president just snapped his fingers and made a bunch of uh, debt for college disappear. I'm not quite sure how he has the authority since he was clearly told he doesn't. But again, I'm getting off track here. And in Texas, we do nothing. And in Texas, the governor, the government, the lieutenant governor, the speaker of the house, they all snooze. They spend more time worried about what may or may not be something that the attorney general did wrong at some point in the past. And we're going to put on a big show about that in September, but Hey, we can't, we don't want to do anything about that border. No, 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 no. We wouldn't want to tell the federal government to mind their own business and get back in their own lane. No, 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 no. We wouldn't want to do that. We wouldn't, we wouldn't want to be concerned about our own energy production, our own uh, border control, our own waters. None of that stuff. No, 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 no. We don't do any of that. It's about priorities, people, and we tolerate this. And and again, it just comes down to the bottom line. Whose team are they on? Again, look past the R and the D. I I know that's hard, and and it's kind of ingrained. We've had many, many years of this. But at this point, we just need to look at it as we the people versus the oligarchy. And you can label it however you want, but those in charge really don't give a rip about any of us. They play us against each other. They pretend that, you know, today the worst thing is a Christian nationalist. And then tomorrow the worst thing is some protester that got out of control that, you know, has some other initials after it. Uh, They they pit the Antifa and the BLM wannabes against the um, whatever the right wing people are called this week. Who cares? These people are basically zero threat to you and I and anybody else in the general public. The biggest threat we have is our own government. The own entity 
or our own entity that we created to protect our liberties is crushing our liberties, is ignoring our liberties, and is quite frankly not doing the two to three things that they ought to be doing, the most important things that they do, which is ensure that we have fair and even trade among the stakes and protect the darn border. And of course, deal with foreign countries. And the way they're dealing with foreign countries is selling us out and giving a bunch of our money to other countries that really, quite frankly, benefit none of us. We the people are getting the short end of the stick. You need to wake up and see this. Now, I have lots of problems with people that have D's after them because they're progressives or crazy leftists. Yeah. And when they got to be dealt with. And when I mean dealt with, they need to understand they are their way or they need to be taken out of power. But the real problem is those that have the power that continuously ignore both sides. They continuously do whatever they want with no repercussions. So then you ask yourself, well, what are you going to do about it? Well, that's, that's a good question. There's not much you can do. I mean, we can go vote harder. We can see how well that's worked recently, right? And you, you can go and protest. Well, we see how well that worked recently. It does nothing. They manipulate, they abuse us, they they turn our own businesses against us, they turn our own people against us, they turn our families against each other. I mean, it's all about controlling us, we the people. The last thing they want us to do is to figure out there's more of us than them, and that we actually have the power, we have the authority, and we could do something about it. Do you really think the biggest army in the world, let's say it's 10 million soldiers. I don't buy it, but let's just say it is. Do you really think they can stand up to 200 million angry people? I mean, really? I don't buy it. I don't think it's likely. And just as a reality check, I am not. I am not advocating this. Do not go and do anything stupid. Do not start anything. But we have the power. All we have to do is say no. That whole peaceful non-compliance bit, that's real. When they tell you, you've got to take something in order to go function. No. You got to put something over your head. No. You've got to wear this. No. You have to put something in your hand. No. You have to carry. No. Yeah. No. No. You don't have the authority. No. I didn't grant you this. I'm not complying. I don't consent. No. They can't stop us all. They might want to. They might They might continue to train us up to be good little cattle, little sheep. But no, that's done. You know, we can go back to uh, fighting over specific politics. We, we can go back and, you know, deal with all the other issues. But we have to all come to the understanding that the people that are in power, the people that hold the reins of power, they don't care about us. They don't care about to you. And until we come to that realization, everything else is for naught. You can spend years trying to fix a problem at your city level where they are dumping apartments in. But until you realize that, hey, well, you know, the developers are going to get their money. Our local establishment is being bribed to do this, right? The federal government is bribing cities to basically destroy their character. Oh, you didn't know that? Well, yeah, it's a real thing. Why Why do you think that the establishment is always selling it? It's because they know they're going to get theirs. They don't care about us. They don't care about you. Now, look, there's a number of those people in the establishment. They're good people. They're on our team. They, they generally are just going along to not 
you know, buckle. But at the end of the day, they want to get paid too. At the end of the day, they want to see their peaceful retirement with their families too. And you can't fault people for that. Just like you can't fault the cop that doesn't want to stick his neck out. I just want to get my pension. I mean, you can't fault people for doing that. But that's the world we live in. They get bribed. They get cajoled. They get pressured. They get manipulated to just accept the latest tightening down on the authority. The ratcheting of the tyrannical actions of others. And we've been conditioned to accept this as normal. You know, so tomorrow I'm going to go back together and I'm going to say, yep, you know, hey, I got to do this. I got to do this. We got to fight back up against this latest progressive nonsense that's going on. But none of that matters if you don't understand the bigger picture here. The people in D.C. see you as an impediment to their existence, to getting what they want. And honestly, the vast majority of people in Austin are right in line with them. Did you ever wonder why we spend all this time and energy to get the newest batch of uh, crusaders to go down to Austin? You know, we get maybe one or two of them across the finish line and they're completely co-opted and useless within six years. I mean, think about it. Go back and just spend a little time, consider, and you don't have to agree with their policies, but just consider which elected officials in the last 50 years have actually held to the principles. And then long term, they didn't knuckle and bend to the every whim of whoever the speaker was or whoever the power broker was. And I got to tell you, I got a real short list. And the list gets shorter every year. You know, I had high hopes based upon some of the things I heard early about Vivek that he might be an all right dude. Now, look, I have my concerns. I I spelled them out in a special episode, right? Hey, look, Trump's going to need a VP. God forbid Trump doesn't make it. What, What are our other options? But as time's gone on, man, the guy outed himself. It's sad. It's sad because he he sounded so promising. So, I mean, basically, in my world, (laughs) all I got left is Rand Paul, who's actively in politics, right? And then uh, Thomas Massey. They're both in Kentucky. I mean, how sad is that? And I know there's a lot of people out there screaming, oh, Ted Cruz or Bob Hall. Okay, fine. Yeah. Bob Hall's not in Congress. He's in the Texas Senate for now. Ted Cruz is in the U.S. Senate for now. But all these guys, they do what they can do and they fight the good fight, but they're wholly outnumbered. They're outmaneuvered. And we beat them up. The, the ones that are on our team, the few, the proud that are actually looking out for we the people, we beat them up when we disagree with one thing, yet we get a free pass when the governor sells us out. Well, you know, he had, he had $50 million to spend and... You know, overall, he hasn't been terrible. Oh, is that what our is that what it works off of now? They've not been terrible. I saw yet another uh, another report came out on the legislature, <laughs> and my own state rep got a very low grade yet again from a different uh, criteria. And I got to ask myself, what am I going to do about it? Well, here's the problem. Even if I wanted to run against the guy, I don't got a million dollars. 
And you know what? I don't really know anybody else that lives in my district that's got a million dollars or anybody that's willing to invest a million dollars. Because at the end of the day, politics is all about an investment. Do you think they get that money for nothing? Do you think there isn't anything else going on there that maybe we don't know about? Come on. Just like the college athletes, right? Oh, well, they they got their benefit from uh, getting a free college degree. Mm, sure. Yeah. Nobody talked about all the other extra money that colleges like UT were slipping them on the side. Oh, we're not allowed to talk about that. I forgot. No, no, nobody wanted to realize that all these colleges had milked every possible loophole and outcome that they could reward these guys for coming to their school. And don't get me wrong. If they're that good of a player, yeah, they needed to be getting a little something, something because they run the risk of destroying their entire career before it gets started as a pro where they get their payday and everybody else makes their money off of them. So I don't fault them for that. But hey, these are elected officials. They're supposed to represent we the people. They're supposed to be working for us. So once again, (laughs) we're left with this NASCAR solution, right? So everybody that runs, yeah, just get a jacket, put all your biggest sponsors on there so we'll at least know who you're really working for. I mean, it started off as a joke years ago, but the more time that goes on, the more realistic it is. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. And it doesn't matter if there's an R or D or after their name because they're all in on it. The real question is, what are you going to do about it? Well, it starts local. It starts with me. It starts with you. We got to start doing the work now. We got to start laying the groundwork to fight back or to replace these guys. And yeah, some of us will get corrupted. Some some of us will fall away on the side. I get it. It's attrition. But there's more of us than there are of them. And if we would just say no, if we just have the strength to say no, it can and will make a difference. So when you're looking at the idea, well, what difference does it make? What good does it do if Texas gains its independence, if we have the same people here? Well, clearly the same people here are doing everything they can to prevent us from even getting a say, for even getting a vote, from even getting an opportunity to express our thoughts on it. Start now. Best case scenario, these people flee. When you put the lights on, the cockroaches leave, right? When the, when the, when the ship is sinking, or they believe it's sinking, the rats jump off. If Texas goes and down the road towards independence, well, maybe some of those cockroaches and rats will leave. Then go go find a free lunch somewhere else. Oh, does that sound harsh? Does that sound mean? Well, think about this. They think work worth of they think less of us. Their worth and value of us is far less than that. They couldn't care less about you and I. We're just an impediment to them getting what they want. And if you don't believe me, ask them, put them on the spot when you see them. Now, don't be mean. Don't be rude. Don't chase them down. Don't threaten them. Just ask them. Well, why didn't you do anything about this? Why aren't you supporting this? Why aren't you pushing back on this? Why didn't you stop this? Who are you working for? What are you worried about? Now, if we can just get 20% of the population to get off their butts long enough to ask those questions. And look, I'm not asking you to agree with me 100%. I'll I'll settle for 75%. I'll settle for 70%. Just get off your butt and get involved. Ask these people. Yeah, I know. 
We all want to believe that politics doesn't matter and we don't care about politics. But at the end of the day, it does matter and it cares about you. It's not going to leave you around. It's not going to leave you untouched. It's going to come in and try and run your life for you if you let it. You have to say no. You have to say no over and over and over again. And if you're not willing to do that, just go ahead and slip those chains on right now. Start kissing the feet of your master. Maybe you'll have it easier go of it when you're a slave than I will. But that's not the way I'm going down. That's not the way any of us should go down. We can make a difference if we'll just start now. And the easiest first step is Texas independence. We get one state. We go move in the right direction. We will be able to solve a lot of problems. Is it going to be perfect? No. Is it an answer for everything? No. But is it something? Yes. It will make a difference right here and right now. But you got to start right here and right now. Texas independence is a real possibility. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the lawyers because you know what? The king said the same thing and we left. Santa Ana said the same thing and we left. Abraham Lincoln said the same thing. (laughs) Didn't work out so well, but it was worth the try. You can't always just say, all right, I'll give you it this time. I'll give you it this time. You have to say no. You have to learn to say no. The one thing, the one thing you can do and that you need to say yes to is, yeah, hey, I want to be able to speak on whether or not Texas should have its independence. Hey, yeah, you know what? You need to give us a voice. You need to let us speak on this issue. Win, lose, or draw, we need to be able to have a vote. That's where you can start. And with that, this has been According to Callus, And I will see you on the other side. And happy Texas Tuesday.